Hello, everyone, and welcome to another Fight Site interview. Today, I have the absolute pleasure of interviewing uh, Amir Albazi, who you most recently saw fight on uh, Yaz Island uh, on this past weekend's card. Uh, first of all, Amir, thank you so much for joining uh, joining me today. Thank you, thank you. Um, before we get into it, uh, I just want to first shout out the Fight Site, obviously. Go check us out, uh, thefightsite.com. You can check us out on Patreon as well. It really does help us when you support us. There's different tiers. You get access to the Discord, ask questions on the podcast, access to exclusive content and all of that. Make sure you check out the Fight Shop, the Fight Site shop uh, merchandise. It really does directly help us even further. Uh, go check us out on YouTube. We have tons of awesome videos, breakdowns, and interviews such as the one we're going to be doing today. Uh, make sure you check us out on Apple, Stitcher, and Spotify. Leave a five-star rating, a comment. It really does help us. Share it with your friends. Check out hyperbrandfly.com. It is a uh, jujitsu gi and no gi brand, but they also have lifestyle brand as well. Sweatshirts, t-shirts, uh, sh uh, shorts, and pants please go check them out they're great stuff check us out check them out and click the link on the bottom of the page on the fightsite.com with all of that out of the way amir yes we only have a very short amount of time with you so i'm gonna try and uh, uh condense these interviews uh usually i do a longer form but first of all congratulations on your fight beautiful triangle choke in your ufc debut tell us how you're feeling tell us what it was like and let's talk about that performance because I, I mean, I wrote about it, but you, I got the man himself with me. Talk to me about it. Thank you. No, I felt good. I felt really good, you know. And when I feel good, I finish people in the first round. That's You can see on my record, I always always try to finish fights in the early on. You know, if I, got, if I have the chance, I can always try to go for the finish. Yeah, uh, if anybody looks at your your record, uh, you're you're a finishing machine, I would say. You've got seven submissions, five by uh, strikes, and uh, at flyweight, that's actually really not the most common thing. So it's actually really impressive that you're doing it at flyweight, and that's going to definitely help you going forward with uh, because that was exciting. You you kind of kind of beat on him. Uh, so I want to talk about the actual, uh, you know, the the your your control on the ground and your experience because. You're very young. You're only 26. You're actually, you know, three years younger than me. But you've been fighting for a really long time. Your first fight was in 2009, and you were like what, 15, 16? Yeah. Uh, how did that happen? How did you get involved in fighting so young? And talk to us about your journey to <laughs> fighting. Funny because I started like I never started in jiu-jitsu. Like even from my background is jiu-jitsu. I actually wanted to fight MMA and when I was like 13, 14 just getting started they didn't really let someone that young in Sweden at that time to do MMA. It wasn't that that much of a sport back then. People looked down on it a bit. So I tried to look up different gyms. So I found this gym, I started training. They told me straight away the only thing you can compete in is in Jiu-Jitsu. So I mostly did that just for the competition part. But I wanted to do MMA, and one day I stumbled on a clip on YouTube, actually. And I saw these, like, people in my age, you know, 15, 16, they're doing, like, pro MMA fights, like, with punches on the ground with one round of 10 minutes. So I went to the coach. I'm like, look at them. You know, they, they are doing it. Why can I not do it? So he literally told me, listen, if you can get, get the guys together and go down to Portugal, 
you you can do the fight. So that's exactly what I did, you know. I asked the guys, they were on it, so we packed our stuff and went there. So I had my first MMA fight really early. That was uh, that's that's a hell of a story, and <laughs> it's kind of crazy. And you had four fights between two thousand nine, two thousand ten, and and then you took a break. So I, 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 I want two fights on the same night of that show. <laughs> so you went old school. Yeah, it was like a tournament. Some guys actually did three. So I, I remember I had actually two fights uh, on the same night. I'm just remembering myself as a teenager and. Uh... I wasn't fighting, <laughs> um, but but you did take a break after uh, 2010 to 2014, and uh, I wanted to know like was was that how, why did you decide to to stop, or was it your coaches that talked to you and said, listen, you got to take more time to train? What was it that made you take that four year break or so? I remember the gym, the gym I started. Uh, people stopped kind of doing MMA. Like people where the training wasn't like in the end, it was like three people in the MMA classes. So they literally said like, we're just going to focus on grappling. Uh, so basically no gi and jutsu. Mm -hmm. uh, and then at that time, actually Sweden supported jutsu. So they paid for your trips in the national team. And we competed under FILA at the, at the time. So mm -hmm. I, I started doing more of that. I wanted to you know, win more medals in jiu-jitsu. So I just, you know, start training full-time in just grappling. And we, we got a lot of medals. I got, became European champion, world champion, you know, in that. But after that, I felt like I, I was, like, done with jiu-jitsu. The rules mm -hmm. changed, and I didn't like how, you know, people could win on advantage, but it wasn't uh -huh. really a fight, you know. Oh, yeah. Trust me, I know very, very well. <laughs> yeah, and I had good fights with them. You know, they like the Meow brothers. I remember competing with them already when we were like blue belts, you know. Fought them again at Sparkle and the European chat. So, like, I was fighting good guys, but it was too boring for me, to, to be honest. I always wanted to fight, you know. I like to punch people in the face. So, when they can win... Just by, you know, getting an advantage, it wasn't really my style. I gotcha. And then in 2014, you restarted fighting again. And, and how did you get back into it? Where, where do you, were you training? Start, where did you start training in 2014 that allowed you to get back into MMA? And how has your training progressed? Your philosophy, has your style progressed? Because you're, you're very much, you pref it seems like you really prefer to pressure rather than fight off the back foot. And you're pretty good at it. Uh, so, how did you develop your style on the feet, and you know, moving forward? Uh, was it just that was you were drawn to, or is through your coaching and your your training specifically, they they geared you towards that? So I was. Uh, that is the time I actually moved from Sweden to London. Right. So I. It was one of the factors why I moved as well. I wanted to focus on uh, MMA. I wanted to focus on what, like, literally why I started training. You know, I wanted to be the, you know, best in the world. So I decided to move to London and study. At the same time, I started training at London Shoot Fighters mm -hmm. in London, which is a famous gym already with its, with its own repetition, you know. But 
it's yeah it allowed me i came mostly as a grappler with really basic like mma skills but they made me to what what you saw in this debut last weekend mm -hmm. and we saw some really excellent stuff there so Shouts to London shoot fighters, then, right? Yes, um, more guys up and coming, coming up from there. And in a couple of years, it's not gonna be only me on that show. And I, and I actually want to talk about your experience both on the feet and, like you, like you said, you know, you you came up through jujitsu, even though you really wanted to be a, a, a fighter. But some of the things that you 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 realized in your debut, and obviously through your career as well, it was really impressive on the feet. Like you were using a really good pawing jab to draw reactions. You caught him a lot with a really good check hook um, and were sliding back a lot out of the way of his leg kicks. There were a lot of feints thrown in. Um, how much, wh what, who is your, your, who is the main striking coach? Talk to us about the experience, you know, coming up from a jiu-jitsu background and getting so adept at striking as well. Yeah, they made it, made it very, very good for me. The geniuses are Paul and Alexis at mm -hmm. London Shoot. You know, they... It's a very, very different coaching style what I'm used to, and it's really like it's on a on a different level. They understand fighting in and out. They've been in the game for more than 25 years, you know. I feel I feel at home. I feel like I'm in the, in the right place, and I think it's not only me that's gonna shine from that gym soon. There's a lot more guys coming. Uh, feel free to shout them out towards the end if you want. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, Bashra, Javid Bashra, you know, we have a lot of guys already in Bellator, you mm -hmm. know, so a lot of people coming up. So, um, we, we, you know, discussed how excellent your gym is, but we have to talk about during this, you know, obviously with the pandemic and everything going on, training has obviously, I imagine, not been the same. So how, how have you been training going uh, during what the pandemic? And what has it been like getting that training in and then taking that short notice fight? You know, how were you able to game plan? Do you normally game plan a lot specifically for your individual opponents? Or do you guys kind of go in with a general game plan of oh, in every single fight and maybe pick a few things to try and do? Yeah, so it's been, of course, with this whole pandemic, it's been different for than a normal training camp. We've been... You know, Profat has been gathering, gathering around and doing, doing like our training and more running outside. I live also with uh, another fighter, Diego. So he, um, we train at home as well. We mm -hmm. live together in the same house. I get, get always to do some work. And but I feel confident in my skills. You know, I don't really care if it's ten days notice, three days notice, three hours of notice. You know, I know. I know what I can do in the cage when I go in and I'm confident in my skills. So, and you saw in the debut, and this is just the beginning. Um, so, what was the experience with going to the actual, uh, I guess, Yaz Island? And, and, you know, how did, what was the procedure? Because I've spoken to a few people, and it's like it's everything is kind of short notice. They quickly grab you and they tell you, let's get you on a plane and get you out there. So, can you talk about your experience, like when you got the call and when they gave you the opponent and, I guess from from that time, what happened and how you got to Yaz Allen and the experience while you were there. Literally the day before, I'm watching Mas Vidal on on the UFC uh, interview, like talking about how, talking about last minute and how he took the fight and everything. 
And I wake up the next morning, I see a lot of like missed calls from my coach and my manager. So I pick up and they tell me there's a last minute fight on Fight Island, you know. I just start laughing. I couldn't believe it. I was like watching the that shit just the day before, you know. So I, I couldn't say no, you know. It was like meant to be. I said, yeah, let's go. So I went down to the gym, tra uh, trained. Uh, did my last session and they told me you have to go to Heathrow now. I'm like, what do you mean now? They said now, now. I'm like, okay, went back home, packed my stuff and just ran off to the airport and had to quarantine there for two days, then flying off to Abu Dhabi, then quarantining another two days. So it was different. How did it affect your, uh, your weight cut or do you not cut a lot of weight? No, of course it affected our competitive, it, uh, Compete in bantamweight in the in the end, so yeah. it's just because of the with everything around it and such short notice. But next time you're gonna see me is gonna be in flyweight. How did you feel fighting at bantamweight compared to your usual weight class of flyweight? Because that extra ten pounds, like people are like, oh, it's only ten pounds. But when you're talking about you know one thirty five, one twenty five, that's a huge percentage of your body weight. Right. So how did you feel? Did you feel better fighting at that weight or did you not like it so much? To be honest, I don't mind it. It have both. Both of it have its pros and cons when it comes to strength and speed and, you mm -hmm. know, other things involved. But I prefer flyweight, but a lot of people forget that I had my like eight, nine fights, first fight. It's what's all in bantamweight. So I'm very right. familiar with that weight loss as well. Mm -hmm. Um, I actually wanted to get a little bit more in depth into your jiu-jitsu game while I still have you on because I really was impressed by a lot of the things you were doing on the ground. And uh, first of all, if you ever come to New York, I would love to meet and train with you. Uh, we we got to meet up at Marcelo's. Yeah, yeah, that, that's not, not a problem. <laughs> so and um, specifically when you were when you were passing to mount, you did this really cool thing where you you were able to shelve the leg and slide it through. Your passing game is is just really really smooth, and a lot I feel like a lot of the uh, the MMA meta game on the ground. Um, there, there's a lot of things that you're doing that I feel like is just really really smooth, and it's you're aggressive. And I want to just talk about your 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 general uh, thought process and your philosophy on the ground and grappling specifically in an MMA context what what are your philosophies what are your thoughts how do you you're finished you're very finish oriented obviously and you have you seem to have a pretty good affinity for arm locks which is why it was really nice to see a triangle um but four of four of your seven wins are by an arm lock of some sort either Kimura or armbar so I want to just talk about your style or let you talk about your style uh on the ground I I know that my juice it's a little bit different than how it looks, like how it looks today, you know. Uh, I think it's a, like many reasons, but when I trained back home in Sweden, I had a good mix of, I had what we call Professor X in Sweden, my, my coach who is in a wheelchair, who taught me like a different kind of jiu-jitsu, very smart jiu-jitsu, you know, very strategic and planned, you know. But in the same time, I was training with Alan um, Dunacimento. Alan Pinto is a very, a very famous uh, juice of black belt. So I got a good mix, but I always, I didn't like that juice to start, like people start fighting on advantages and on points. 
than finishing mm. fights. You know, I always gone gone with the idea to finish fights, and you can see that in my in my YouTube. Absolutely, uh, and, and your your one thing that also is impressive is that you're not you're not like you said you're always looking for the finish but it's not strictly with submission grappling you're very very focused on landing strikes in those those spaces on the ground not just from positions of control but in positions of uh transitions and even from positions of submission specifically if you want to look at the last fight when you had him in that triangle and he was starting to fight it you're just like i'm gonna elbow the i'm gonna just elbow him in the head a, a lot until he either moves or just stays there and lets me elbow him so, uh, yeah, much... yeah, so, uh, sorry. No, go ahead. Now you go, you go. Um, so my, my, my question is also like your ground and pound is really, really good. And it's also focused. It's not like wild or, or it's, it's, there's a, there's a purpose to when you throw it. Um, and ground and pound is something I'm just curious, like, because you can't like go full hard, I imagine with ground and pound. So how do you train your ground and pound in particular, or even at the gym, um, because it's 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 really good the way you utilize it. Yeah, so like, like I said, it, it all comes from the geniuses at Long Shoot, but it's like you say, it's not just a chaos, it's very planned chaos. So, right. Um, but so specific, right. So what I mean to that is uh, my question really is when you're training, right? When you're training ground and pound, what kind of, uh, I, I'm not sure how to phrase it. How do the coaches implement these training methods? So like, you know how, like when you're striking, you go, okay, we're going to do the jab, right. Uh, we're going to do the jab, right. And then we're going to the lean back and then we're going to fire with the check hook as you come in, pivot to the left. Right. Um, and that's a drill I'm assuming you can do. On the ground with ground and pound, how do they do that or implement that kind of style if they do with the ground and pound uh, training is my it's question. The it's the same thing. It's combinations, body positioning, traps. There's a lot of things involved. Mm -hmm. um, the, the final question I have is actually with what? regards. Oh, go ahead. Sorry. No, no, go ahead. Go ahead. Um, I guess the final question I have is just um, the, the, the sparring versus uh, this. It's always a question I ask because uh, fighters have so many different philosophies and so do coaches. With regard to sparring uh, specifically, what is the, the uh, curriculum, I guess, with sparring? Is there a lot of hard sparring at London Shoot Fighters? Do you guys focus more on drilling and technique and have like one day dedicated to sparring or two days dedicated to sparring, but mostly technical? Um, what's your philosophy and what is the coach's philosophies? Yeah, that's what they say about London shoot. But to be honest, for me, I don't think it's like too hard or something. Mm -hmm. I think we always feel safe. I never felt like they're gonna get hurt or something like that. But mm -hmm. some people doesn't like that when it's when it's sparring, we go at it. We no one is really just touching, touching. We we right. going there. We we fight, you know, and I think you're gonna you gotta have the, the element if you're gonna go into a fight. I think it's wrong. It's it's wrong having that feeling for the first time in the fight, you know. Okay. You, it doesn't have to be done all the time, but you you have to be at that kind of you know state before going into the cage. Otherwise, you would never know if you're ready or not. 
Of course. And uh, I guess the last question I have is what is your uh, plan, I guess, going forward? You're now in the UFC. You had your huge performance. It was fantastic. Um, do you uh, first? I know that I've spoken to some fighters and some of them are like they're good. I'm going to take as many short notice fights as possible during this time. Um, would you want to take more short notice fights or do you prefer having like a proper game planning session and proper camp as opposed to whatever the short notice is uh, situation right now? Of course, I'm already back in training just in case, right. you know, something pops up. But like, I would like to have a full training camp, you mm -hmm. know, before going back in there. But if something comes, comes up along the side, you know, I'm... I'm always ready, you know. I don't feel like like I'm out of shape or something. I'm still the same, so I'm ready to go. Do you have anybody in particular you're looking towards um, towards uh, trying to get booked with? No, not really. My eyes is on the belt. Whoever is gonna take me up there, you know, I'm ready to fight. All right, perfect. Well, uh, Amir, I really do appreciate you taking the time. Um, we're already over the amount of time you were able to allot for this, so I, I really do appreciate it. Um, before uh, we, do you have any sponsors? Do you have anybody that you want to shout out? Other, than, you know, obviously London Shoe Fighters, any you know fighter friends, agencies, whatever you'd like to. Please take the time, shout it out. Thank you, thank you. Yeah, I want to thank my coaches at London Shoe, my training partners Javed, Farid Bashra. You know, good upcoming fighters. I want to thank Paradin, Audi, Tim for hooking us hooking me up with this fight and you're gonna see more out of the prince and i want to thank also my sponsors the bloom plant and equipment and bxbs so thank you so much of course and amir thank you again for joining us um uh, joining me on on this interview uh fantastic performance congratulations again uh I hope that you, you know, we get to see you again soon because your style is right up my alley. And I, I feel like a lot of people are going to really open their eyes when they see you continue to fight. And hopefully you get a, a, a nice main card slot next time. Um, everyone, thank you so much for listening. Uh, this has been another Fight Side interview with Amir Abazi. Make sure you go check him out. Show him some love. Uh, if uh, Amir, do you have a Twitter or Instagram that you want to plug also? Yeah, just Amir Abazi, as it is on Instagram. Perfect. So make sure you go and follow him on Instagram. Show him some love. Show him some support. Um, and uh, make sure you check out the fightsite.com. Go to the bottom for hyperbrandfly.com. The jujitsu uh, really does help us out. Make sure you check us out on Patreon. You can support us directly. Same with the uh, merchandise shop. Like us, uh, like the video on YouTube and share and comment. It really does help us out as well. Apple, Stitcher, Spotify. Leave a five-star uh, rating and a review. It really does help us. Amir, again, thank you so much for joining me. It really has been a pleasure, and I hope you have a great weekend, uh, and stay safe. Thank you. Thank you, man. Have a nice one.